so much of life, so much of this investment business that I find myself in, it's about the people and their willingness to go to work, show up every day, work hard, and really be obsessed. Excellence, professionalism, innovation, and collegiality. These are the values the Sam and Walton College of Business explores in education, business, and the lives of people we meet every day. I'm Matt Waller, Dean of the Walton College, and welcome to the Be Epic Podcast. For the next few episodes, I will share my conversations with capital allocators in the seed, venture, and private equity space. They will discuss how their capital allocation works and provide tips to entrepreneurs on how to stand out. I have with me today, Aaron Pierce, who is a partner at Perot Jane. He is also an alumnus of the Walton College from 2014, and he's had tremendous success in finance and capital allocation at his very young age. And so, Aaron, thank you for joining us today. I appreciate it. Matt, it's a pleasure being here. Thanks for having me. Uh, Aaron, I would like to start, since you're an alum of our program and you've been very successful in finance, and you graduated only eight years ago. Um, I would like you to tell us about your experience at the U of A, uh, internships you did. I know you were a very involved student, and so I'd love to hear a little bit about your story. Yeah, happy to share it with you. So, you know, my background initially, I grew up in a place called Rockwall or Heath, Texas, specifically just south of Rockwall here in the Dallas area. And I went to University of Arkansas and always knew I wanted to study business. Uh, finance specifically is what I ended up majoring in. Um, but but there at the university, I was involved in a number of different things. And I, from the business college perspective, you know, I, I was involved in SAIC, which is Students Acquiring Knowledge Through Enterprise, which was the entrepreneurial class there. I, I worked in the, the Career Development Center as editing resumes for students that were looking to get prepared for jobs, which actually helped me a ton personally. You know, you learn so much through coaching. You know, I was I was involved in a, a I was a Sigma Nu on, on campus in a fraternity. Um, and then internships through school, I spent one summer there in Bentonville working at Walmart's corporate headquarters in their finance department. And that was incredibly helpful. And I still have great memories of, of those days. In addition to that, I was I worked a summer on Capitol Hill for my congressman from back home in Heath uh, in Rockwall, fourth district of Texas. And so, you know, I, I always had a general idea of the types of things that I might want to do. And so whether it be my interest in politics that led me to Capitol Hill, my interest in entrepreneurship that led me to do the the sake of the students acquiring knowledge to enterprise, which I'm not sure if it still has the same name today. But these are some of Okay, good. These are some of the things that I was involved with. And and then, of course, senior year, I was in portfolio management with, you know, uh, Professor Rennie's uh, portfolio management fixed income class, which was uh, very meaningful that I was uh, just thankful to be able to call myself a, a student in his class. Well, I want to say for all students listening, this is a really important point. Aaron was really engaged. You you know, you really get out of most anything in life what you put into it, whether it's a job or going to school or a marriage or anything. The more you put into it, the more you get out of it. And one of the reasons I think Aaron is so successful is he's like that. He puts a lot of effort into things. And I know 
you know, so Aaron, as he mentioned, was in the portfolio management class. He was also in the Arvest fixed income class. Uh, he was a credit and sector analyst for the Arvest fixed income class, managing $5 million on behalf of Arvest. Uh, regarding the portfolio class, the Rebsman Trust, as we call it, uh, he managed another 1.2 million directly and more than 6 million indirectly as a part of the portfolio management class. And Professor Rennie has said that he was one of the most, this was back in 2014, he was one of the most influential leaders that he's taught. He had the ability to engage and motivate team members. That's what Craig said. I think it's because you were ambitious, you were driven, you were serious about this. If if you're a student listening to this and you want to be successful, these are things you need to do. Well, wow, I uh, I appreciate those words both from you and and Dr. Rennie. I I um, that's 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 a lot coming from both you and and him with as as many years as he's been teaching that class and um, so that very kind words and. Again, lucky to have been a part of the University of Arkansas and at the Walton College specifically and in those classes. So thank you for that. And I, I should mention, too, that, you know, Aaron is still involved here. He is on my uh, Dean's Alumni Advisory Council. Um, I think he's been on there for almost four years now. Um, thank you for serving on that. It's a, it's an honor to do it, and uh, you know the University of Arkansas, as you as you have heard, made a big impact on me both personally, professionally, and so it, it holds a special place in my heart. Any way that I can continue to contribute, give back, invest time, uh, certainly with the students, and and make an impact on their journey, um, it's powerful to me, and, and I love to do it. So um, I'm looking for more ways to get involved. Well, Aaron. Um... I want to go back to your time here a little bit. I, I'm a huge proponent of internships. And even if you do something outside of your area, it's just huge. But you, you had experience um, as a congressional intern. You had experience as a financial analyst intern at Walmart. These kinds of summer internships are invaluable. Would you mind speaking to that a little bit? Yeah, I, I'd love to. And, and even before I start on the the summer internships I had, I'd like to say in my time at the University of Arkansas, what I didn't mention was I was a resident assistant. So I did that and lived on campus in the Northwest Quad, which at the time was the athletic dorm. And I got to tell you, from an ROI perspective, if you're paying for school and you're trying to figure out how to keep the cost as low as possible, um, being able to have free rent, free room and board and free food, that was meaningful to a young guy trying to figure out his way to pay through school. So anyway, that's doing the calculus of the equation of, you know, how am I going to pay for this? Um, I encourage you, be an R uh, resident assistant, you know, figure out how you can be a leader on campus. So that's one thing I didn't talk about, but I did that actually for a number of years. So instead of living off campus or in the fraternity house, I was living in the dorm. And it was a, it was a minor sacrifice, but totally worth it in the long run. And, and meaningful relationships were made with many great athletes and folks that were involved on campus in, the, um, in that regard, too. Well, As you know, your network is so important that you develop here. And so one cool thing about what you were doing is you were developing your network, you know, in the Greek and Sigma Nu, but you were also developing it within the dorm. Most people don't have both of those going on the whole time. 
Um, but I'm sure by being an RA, you probably learned a lot about dealing with people through that as oh, well. Yes. Oh, yes. And uh, specifically uh, around time when rush would take place, there was a lot of you know excitement and emotion that was going into the process. And so just being there to to give counsel or advice to people that were going through the process, specifically after I'd already done it. I think that was a, a, an easy way to to share life experience with people that were going through it for the first time. Um, but I so so that was on the, you know, uh, an internship or a job I had on campus. But uh, as as for my summer internship, so Walmart was one. I'm really thankful for this internship and and it felt like a very natural thing to do as a student of the Walton College of Business uh, to go work for the company that he started and had grown over the course of many decades. Um, and so I feel like I really got the fullness of the Walton experience, being able to go to the Walton College and study finance and spend time at Walmart there in Bentonville. And so, you know, I, I figured I could go get an internship at a number of different places, but working at the world's largest retailer and company at the time by revenue, uh, I thought that you can't go wrong in doing that. And um, and I believe that's true. I can tell you a story about how I thought it may have been the wrong thing about a year later when I was graduating and I really wanted to get into a bulge bracket investment bank. But the fact that I didn't intern there the years prior affected my ability and my candidacy. And so I, I at one point believed that I would regret my decision to go intern there. But I think what I learned through the process is there's a will, there's a way. And I was able to create some luck to sneak in the back door of JP Morgan. So. And you were working in Dallas at JP Morgan? That's correct. That's correct. So they they send you to New York for a couple of months for their training program. And then they send you back to and my office was the, the Dallas office. So we we're in Chase Tower downtown. And uh, some of the best times, the best three years of my life, it, you know, I don't know that I slept too much, but the things that I learned <laughs> and the people in the people that I met, the relationships I was able to forge there at JP Morgan, uh, I think it you know changed my life and continue to do so today. That's that's really great insight. Um, I'd like to um, fast forward a little bit to Perot Jane, where you're working now. And one thing I would like to talk about is capital allocation, obviously. But tell us a little bit about Perot Jane and what you do there. Yeah, well, thank you for asking. Uh, Perot Jane is an early stage investment firm backed by the family office of Ross Perot Jr. and Anurag Jane here in Dallas. And so, uh, we were started in 2015, and it really started with Ross Pro Jr. and Anurag Jain, my partners here at the firm, opportunistically investing into companies that they believed in, founders that they wanted to support, and big ideas that they thought could change the world. Over time, if you fast forward from when it was started 2015, well before I got here, to today, they've made over 100 investments, 66 active portfolio companies is the portfolio that I manage, with companies all over the nation and really all over the globe. And so we've got partners in Portugal, uh, Estonia, India, Israel. Just before this call, I was having a call with one of our Israeli partners. So the, the firm is global in its reach and in its nature. And we look to invest in the best companies that are that are solving some of the world's biggest problems, regardless of where they're located. And so we typically are doing that in the seed and series A stage. And so Think of this early stage. This is more of a VC uh, type of investment platform than uh, private equity or or some other asset classes that your listeners may be familiar with. So earlier stage uh, finding companies, oftentimes we are the first dollars into these companies 
and we really try to be more than just capital into their into their company. So we have the great and unique ability to drive value through Ross Pro Jr.'s operating company, which is Hillwood Development, as well as Honorog's operating company, which is Access Healthcare. And so we try to leverage both of these companies that they run as CEO and chairman to figure out how we can add strategic value to the companies we invest in so that you know we're able to be a customer and not just a check into their business. Wow, that's powerful. So that would be a big incentive for a company to want to take funding from you all versus another company, I would think. It is. It's it's advantageous in a lot of ways. So um, like if you take, so Hillwood, uh, the company that Ross oversees as chairman, they their flagship property is a 27,000 acre master planned uh, development, which is hailed as one of the best mixed use developments in, in the nation. And so what you have in that 27,000 acres is everything from uh, commercial residential communities, whether that's single family homes or multifamily you also have industrial warehouse. Uh, Hillwood actually is one of the the biggest developers of Amazon warehouses. Uh, little known fact. And so, and so, what we're able to do, and how we're able to leverage Alliance Texas, which is the name of the twenty seven thousand acre development, is serve as a a sandbox for companies that are addressing problems in a couple different areas. So, for instance, supply chain and logistics or mobility or the movement of things we're able to say look come come to alliance let us let us be your sandbox and and incubate you use your technology and your solution with our customers whether that's bnsf walmart fedex amazon you name it you know they are they are working in and around our large industrial complex and so i think the ability to be able to offer not just you know a million dollars or half a million dollars to a company but say look we we want you to come here and we want to work with you we want to have our executives of hillwood help you to solve the biggest problems in our operating businesses so it allows us to add value to the company but also we're accelerating our own investment which uh is unique and i think it's a competitive advantage in the landscape where is this development so it's north of fort worth uh, so if you know if from from the middle of Dallas you would go west and you would go north, uh, and so Alliance Texas and it actually you know uh, they we work very closely with the city of Fort Worth. We actually operate uh, an industrial airport for the city, and so um, there's a very close relationship with Alliance Texas and Fort Worth, the city, which many of your listeners are probably familiar of if they're from the Texas area. So imagine there's an entrepreneur listening to this podcast and they have a new venture, fairly new, early stage, and they need to raise a million dollars. There may be several firms out there willing to provide a million dollars. What are you going, what should that entrepreneur be thinking of in terms of, or, or, does it matter? I mean, if you, if you get, a million dollars from firm A versus a million dollars from firm B, does it matter? Yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to answer that. And I think I've got unique perspective on it. So the, the short answer is it matters a ton. So so imagine you are an entrepreneur, you need a million dollars. And 
Maybe you're doing some revenue today, but with a million dollars, you could be doing a lot more. And you go out and you say, we're raising a million dollars, right? So if you're if you're growing and you're showing commercial traction in the marketplace, it's likely you're going to have investors that are interested. And so then you have to do this equation. Well, who who would be the best investor for our business? And there's a number of different ways you could think about it. Uh, but the important thing to think about is if you take money from an investor that is a partnership in a marriage that is longer than temporary, right? So so however long it is for you to, you know, get get from where you're going to, you know, an ultimate exit, um, that is people that you're going to be interacting with, spending time with, and ultimately you're going to be stewarding their capital. And so I think um, aligning yourself with people who share the same values and that are aligned on where you want to go is of utmost importance. So I think, you know, and it, it'd be the same advice I gave somebody as they were thinking about an actual marriage is say, you, you want somebody who's going to be a good partner and they're going to act in an appropriate way in good times and bads, right? And and so you don't want a wild card who you don't know much about and you don't know much about their background and you don't know how they're going to act in certain ways. So I think just doing diligence, if you're a founder, on the investors of which that you're going to accept and capital from, I think that's wise. But, you know, in my career and, and certainly at Pro Jane, we try to be the strategic partner that they can come to if they're having times where, you know, the company's struggling or th there's a pivot that's taking place, right? And they're saying, look, we thought our technology, our solution was going to work for this in market. And what we found is, in fact, it doesn't. We're considering pivoting, which is going to require another six, nine months of work. You know, that, these are tough conversations to have with investors. But if you make yourself open and you align yourself with your entrepreneur and you really want to be a strategic advisor to them, I think that there's a lot of value that founders appreciate. And I don't know that that's in the DNA of every firm, perhaps. And so I think, you know, if you're a founder raising a million dollars and you've got a number of different people that you may be able to take the money from, A, you're in a really good spot. So congratulations to you. The, the next thing you should be thinking about is, are these people going to be able to be more than just capital? And if that's the case, you know, I think that that is the best case scenario for an entrepreneur that's looking to shorten their path to success when it comes to raising capital. So I, I hope that answers your question. Yes. So, Aaron, when you're looking at companies to invest in, what are you looking for in particular? There are so many things that you can look at when looking at a business. Um, you can look at their revenue. You can look at their gross margin. You can look at the traction that they're having. You can look at their contracts and the value of those contracts. And all those things are actually quite important in the process. But if I had to answer your question most simply, um, it's really finding a founder and a management team that's absolutely obsessed with the problem that they're solving. And if you can find that that guy, that gal, who is so passionate about the work they're doing and the problem that they're solving, whether they solve it with their first solution or second, the likelihood of them solving that problem is greater than somebody who just wants to start a company and they're kind of thinking about this product that might solve this type of solution. So I think that if you can find, and it's, Team Waller, it's the same with many things in life. It's the people that you're investing in. It's the people that are managing the business. It's the people that are leading. And it's the people that are going to ultimately react to good outcomes and bad. And so 
so much of life, so much of this investment business that I find myself in, it's about the people and their willingness to go to work, show up every day, work hard, and really be obsessed. You, you know, you think about Sam Walton, right? Walton College of Business. He was obsessed with this concept of retailing. He was going to competitors and seeing what they were doing, and he, he couldn't help himself. And when I think about, you know, Sam Walton, one of the world's best entrepreneurs in the history of all of it, I can imagine how obsessed he was. And so you look for you look for a little bit of that in the companies that you're that you're working for. And it can be the CEO, it can be the 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 technical, you know, uh, CTO, it can be anyone on down, but you look for that passion and that grit, that desire, that competitiveness. And then the revenue and gross margin, all that stuff is, is almost a result of that. Well, Aaron, uh, again, we're very proud of what you've accomplished. And really, you know, we're grateful for all the work you did while you were a student here and for continuing to be engaged with us. Uh, but congratulations on your tremendous success and, and your work at Perot Jane. Thank you very much. And I, uh, I just you know, want to say a special thank you to you for all the work that you're doing for the university, for the Walton College, what you've done for me over the course of years. And it's just a true honor to be able to continue to share my time with the university. And, and uh, I'm very excited about where the University of Arkansas is going. And uh, I thank you for allowing me to come on and speak a little bit to your listeners. On behalf of the Sam M. Walton College of Business, I want to thank everyone for spending time with us for another engaging conversation. You can subscribe by going to your favorite podcast service and searching Be Epic, B-E-E-P-I-C.